welcome to Drawn Out, a podcast about Disney animated film. I'm your host, Brooke. I'm your other host, Chase. Welcome to a mini-sode. It's a mini-sode. We're going to talk about... So many things. So many things. So many things. Um, Most of them are Disney+. Plus. Uh, yeah, most. I was about to say all of them are. What? Oh, but they're not. They're not all. We're mm-hmm. gonna do it all but one or Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah. So it's trailer time. Yeah. So um, this is gonna be kind of a special week for us. Um, mm-hmm. One like there's a lot of Disney Plus stuff, you know, that needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna talk about it, and it's gonna take us probably a whole episode. Uh, and the other thing is, we missed a week, which completely threw our calendar. Uh, so we're actually going to do two minisodes this week. We're going to do this one about Disney Plus, and then we'll release one later this week where we actually watch a short and talk about it and do yep. our traditional minisode. Uh, so you'll get the best of both worlds, Hannah Montana style. Yay. Um, yeah, and I'm excited. So mm-hmm. let's talk about trailers. What did we watch first, Brooke? Lady and the Tramp. <gasps> It looks really cute. I know I don't like the way the dogs look, but mm-hmm. it looks really cute. It does. Um, and the shot of the, like, what is a baby scene? Like, I was already like, oh, I feel tears coming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks really pretty mm-hmm. and beautiful. And there will be no cats. As far as we know, there are no cats. They were in the trailer. Yeah. Well, and then again, yeah. Your, your source was questionable. Yes. You, 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 you can't trust IMDb all the time, <laughs> turns out. No. Um, so maybe they won't be cats. And if they do put in cats... I really hope they're not racist. That'd mm-hmm. be nice. That would be great. Um, um, it does feature an interracial couple. Yes, Jim Deere is white and Darling is black. I have an interesting question for mm-hmm. you, and if we don't talk about it good, we can cut it. Um, how do you feel about them putting an interracial couple in this, like, 1910s era of society? Because they didn't, like, update the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. They kept the aesthetic of that Walt wanted. They just were like, uh, they're interracial. Because, you know, it's 2019. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, they also filmed in the South, <laughs> is another thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, like, the general... No, I mean, they're on a riverboat in the Mississippi at one point. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean... I guess it's just. I guess that's going to be the idealization in Disney in this in this Disney movie. I'm I'm torn between I want them to have it be an idealization and like yeah just mm-hmm. whatever. There it's an mm-hmm. interracial couple. Nobody cares. And then like they're like yeah, but we kind of need to talk about it a little bit. Like, yeah. Well, if there and if there are no cats, maybe that's part of what Aunt Sarah is going to be there to do. Maybe maybe though. Well, but Aunt Sarah's mm, going to be black. Yeah. Like. So I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I mean, it looks like. From what I gather, it won't address it at all. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we really... I think we need both. It's a movie about talking dogs who fall in love. Yeah. Like, like we can... We can we can let the, pe- the people who don't have real names be idealized. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the closing shot mm-hmm. where Tramp and Lady are just staring in each other's eyes, yeah. even though there's a meatball on the table. Mm-hmm. It totally ruined my suspension of disbelief because I know dogs and I know that if there's a meatball on the table, <laughs> they're not interested in each other. They're interested in the meatball. But otherwise, I really like mm-hmm. the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm excited for Peg. Janelle Monae. 
Gonna be great. I don't know who's singing the Bella Note song. We couldn't find that anywhere. Yeah. Nobody's... And it wasn't, like, somebody with a super recognizable voice. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, who knows? I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that one looks good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that one to launch on Disney+. Plus. Yep. Um, Next up is Noelle. Less excited for this one, but that's just a character flaw, I think. In, in Us? In it, Us. It's not like in Christmas movies really a flaw. I think I think it kind of is. Like, I mean, it's a quirk. <laughs> it's definitely a quirk of being human, because I know so many people who like Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, take my sister, for example, <laughs> who's probably already started her Christmas movie binge. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so other yeah. than not liking I, Christmas movies. I love movies, Christmas, just not Christmas movies. Yeah, Christmas is my favorite holiday. I'll decorate for Christmas, I'll throw parties, I'll go to parties, I'll wear sweaters, mm-hmm. I'll sing... Ca- eh, I won't actually really, I don't really like Christmas carols either, mm. now that I think about it. I just don't like things that make me feel the Christmas feel-good spirit. Like, I just don't like when other things make me do that. Like, I can do my own Christmas joy. I don't need your weird... <laughs> song carol motivational speech at the end of a film to make everybody believe in santa and feel good Mm -hmm. no thank you like they're just they're often just cheesy as hell (laughs) okay but hold on hold on a second let me roll back the tape to you as a human being in your life you don't enjoy cheesy things and cheesy storylines and cheesy relationships and i don't know who are you who are you sitting across from me? Because I don't know that this is Brooke right now. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. <laughs> what have you done with her? Okay, I do I do like cheesecake stories. <laughs> but for some reason, Christmas cheesecake is just not palatable. That's fair. That's totally like, fair. I can't tell you exactly what it is. Um, maybe it's that, like... Uh, Christmas is especially religious for me, and so, like, secular ones just feel like it's half the story, and then the religious ones just tend to be bad movies. That's totally fair, and I think that mine's definitely, like, related to that, Mm because I can pinpoint the exact moment I went, I don't like Christmas movies, and it was, forgive me guys, Elf, Um, and it was when... Who's the woman lead in Elf? Um, Zoe Deschanel. Thank you. Zoe Deschanel gets up on the Christmas sleigh and starts singing a Christmas song to invoke Christmas spirit. And I went, wow, I hate this. Um, And I realized I don't like Christmas movies. Yep. Um, Well, and also, isn't it kind of gross that they cast an early 40s Will Ferrell against like a 23-year-old Zoe Deschanel? Yeah, that's, that's a, just... That's a whole other Hollywood podcast that's, that's, issue. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can listen to another Hollywood podcast for that. We're not a Hollywood podcast, mm-hmm. even though we pretend to be a movie podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, the, all of that aside, Noelle looks cute. Yeah. Um, it's Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader mm-hmm. and Shirley MacLaine and Billy Eichner. I think mm-hmm. Billy Eichner's going to be the villain. Oh, I didn't get that vibe, but I think you're right. That's a bummer, because my note says Billy Eichner B-plot. I'm here for it. Um, But I think you're right. I think he's the villain. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm not here for. 
another movie where, like, the idiot boy is supposed to become king and his really competent sister has to help him get there. Mm -hmm. Like, if this movie doesn't end with Anna Kendrick becoming Santa Claus, this movie is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that flat out now. Also, I'm real sick of the implication that California doesn't have real Christmas just because the weather is warm. I feel like that's going to be part of it, too. I mean, we kind of don't. I can put lights on a palm tree, but like it's okay, not so the you, same. Okay, so are you saying that the bear. half of the world that is that experiences summer, summer during like has Christmas during the summer, they don't have real Christmas either? Yeah, yeah. I had someone come visit me from New Zealand specifically because she was like, "I want to have a real Christmas," and I went, mm, "You might want to go north a few hours." Um, it's just different. It's okay. Listen, as someone who very, very much holds dear and sacred the Christmas spirit, mm-hmm. if it's not, if you can't light a fire and drink hot cocoa, it's not the real Christmas spirit. I'm sorry. It's a Western holiday for European from European culture, and it comes with snow. And I'm sad every year that I don't have snow, so that's why I go to Big Bear. Okay. And I get snow. I'm sorry. I don't know. I also lived in snow long enough to be completely over it, except Listen, for a visit. I'm never going to live in snow. I know better than that. I'm born and raised in the desert. But I will visit snow for Christmas, because it makes me feel like it's real Christmas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry to everybody who really enjoys their barbecue Christmases. Which yeah, also, before. yeah, big apologies to the global south. Like, as if you guys don't have enough injustices. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, you, it's not, it's a different Christmas. It's not the same. Okay. It's just not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't have Christmas without snow. I do it every year. I'm just saying, like, love comes in many forms, and so does Christmas, and my favorite is the one with snow. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's take a break away from Christmas. Um, other than, yeah, I think that's pretty much all. My, uh, Annie oh, Kendrick, Disney Princess. And, and we're going to stay right on the cheese. Yeah, stay right on that cheese. For a high school musical, the musical, the, the series. series. So we talked about this in our last Disney Plus minisode. Um, but I don't think we had watched the trailer. We had not watched the trailer. No, we just sort of knew it was about. I don't even know if we knew it was about kids doing High School Musical. I think we just saw the poster and we're like, wow, okay, that's a title. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do remember, <laughs> though, um, Utah Twitter friends complaining when they saw the trailer. It's like, yes, East High School in Salt Lake City mm-hmm. has done High School Musical. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, I had a friend of a friend who was like, um, I love High School Musical so much, I flew to East High to see them put on High School mm-hmm. Musical. Like, it's been done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that premise is a little... Um, that's actually my first note. Mm-hmm. False. The High School Musical High School has, in fact, staged High School Musical the Musical. By the way, my great-great-grandmother attended East High. Wow. And then she actually bought um, a piece of property, ran a little store uh, right across the street. But then she got married and her husband was like, I want to be a park ranger. Let's go to the middle of nowhere, Idaho. (laughs) Guess what? That area is Rexburg now. That's where I went to college. (laughs) Nice. I think we both kind of yiked a little bit at the beginning there. Mm -hmm. Um, Millennial bashing, triggered. Yeah. You know, not a great opener. Yeah. Um, And I also... And it it seems to me like it's a mockumentary, too. It is, yes. I mean, that's... I like mockumentaries. Me too. Um... Actually, I was bummed when Brooklyn Nine-Nine wasn't a mockumentary, because I expected <laughs> it to be. That's really funny. I don't know if it would work as well if it I, was. I don't think it would either. Um, but this one is definitely a mockumentary, and um, Troy and Gabriella, though, are 
not together. They were recently broken up. Mm -hmm. And he auditioned just for her. Yeah, it's kind of gross. And also, I know that Salt Lake is different from the rest of Utah, but that's still a pretty darn diverse cast for Utah. We're going to suspend our disbelief just like we are for Lady and the Tramp. I mean, yeah, they're going to just ignore the fact that it's in Utah, basically. I will say the only thing I care about in this series is uh, the Zero Chill Kid. Um, he deserves to play both Troy and Gabriella on stage at the same time. Yes. I would pay money mm-hmm. to watch him do yep. that. No, that was that was my that was the only laugh line I got is he's he's doing ballet in the gym alone and a teacher comes in and says, Isn't there somewhere you should be? And he says, Broadway. Genius. Genius I, child. Yeah, no, I lo- I love that boy. He deserves everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I only seen the first high school musical movie and it did not Tragic. capture me the way that it has people my age and younger. I don't know. Here's why I love it. Because they do a really good job of Romeo and Julietting it. Mm -hmm. Like, a really good job. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, there's even a balcony scene, and it makes me happy. Okay. But. Yeah, I saw the first one, like, the day it came out. Well, and I think maybe part of it is that I don't, well, no, we're the same age. It came yep. out. It came out your freshman year too. Yep, I, I'm I'm a little old for its target audience. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't love it so much if my younger sister, who was more target audience, didn't love it herself. Y- yeah, and my and my I have all younger brothers, so mm-hmm. they would they were not into this Ill- at all, even a little bit. Yeah, um, I really like the music from it too, though. Um, I have said it before, and I'll say it again. Bop to the top goes harder than let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, speaking of. So, I was listening to 8-Tracks today, um, because I was, like, writing, and I needed proper playlists, not Spotify playlists. I need Mm -hmm. my shipping playlist, you Mm -hmm. know, to write those good, good ships. Yep. Um, So, I went to 8-Tracks, and they have a new commercial on 8-Tracks. Don't even remember what the commercial... Oh, it's for Jack in the Box. Um, And there's, like, they do, like, a teenager guest spot or something stupid. But I swear it's Ashley Tisdale. Like, I heard that trailer, like, five times, and she does this little, like, breath thing at the end of her line, and I went... That's Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> like, I know this voice. This is Candace Flynn. This is, um... Maddie. Maddie from, yeah, Sweet Life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, I know her. <laughs> and then I looked her up on IMDb. She does not look the same. She's like, she looks like a real adult person, not a Disney ch- channel person. I'm wow. going to show you Amazing what being in your 30s, 30s can I do for a person. I know, right? What, who is that? I don't know who that is. It doesn't look like her at all. I mean, it does, like, you're like, oh, okay, I see Ashley well, Tisdale mm-hmm. in her face, but it doesn't look like her. Yeah, because she's wearing clothes appropriate for a red carpet. and And her hair is, and she's got the ombre. Yeah. And a serious expression, and even the blonde parts aren't platinum. But, like, even that doesn't, like, look like how I remember her. Mm-hmm. That does. That's that's mm-hmm. that smirk, you know what it yeah. is? That's that smirk. She's got that great, mm-hmm. great good face. And that's an ad in the middle of my swiping on photos. Thanks, IMDB. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, I'm, a, I'm mixed feelings about Ash Tisdale. Or not about Ash Tisdale, I love her. Mixed feelings about High School Musical and Musical. The series. The series. Um, speaking of High School Musicals. Speaking of High School Musicals. There is another show that we actually... Did not plan on watching, but it, we discovered it. And we're yeah, glad we, we haven't did. talked about it yet. It's called Encore. It's host, hosted by Kristen Bell. Hosted by Kristen Bell. And from what I can tell, the premise is, is that they get the cast of high school musicals who are now in their 30s or 40s mm-hmm. and say, hey, come back to the school and we'll put on the same show in a week. 
like. That's, yeah, it seems to be the premise, mm-hmm. and it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney's finally figured out their true target audience. Theater kids. Current theater kids and former theater kids. Yes. <laughs> uh, of both of them? Were you a theater kid? I was not. I um, was a tangential theater kid. No, like, I... No, I liked singing so much. I liked mm. choir so much that, um, and I was so conservative that I wouldn't have made it, like, the, mm-hmm. like I kind of wanted to do theater, but not, like, as much as I kind of want to do now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think the thing that's really keeping me from, like, get, going out and audition, auditioning for local mm-hmm. theater is that, I mean, I can sing, I can be taught to act. <laughs> and, but I, I don't have the physical stamina to become yeah. a good dancer. Yeah. So. Well, and, like, even so. if you're doing a show that's not dancing, like, the <laughs> physical demand yeah. of rehearsal and performance yeah. is exhausting. Yeah, thank you, Chronic Illness, yeah. for robbing me of another dream. Actually, it was funny. This is total side tangent. Yeah. I may cut this. So my sister, um, she does, like, physical therapy work. Or not mm-hmm. therapy work, but, like, she studied physical stress and activity mm-hmm. yeah. and all that stuff, right? And so there's this kind of theory that there's three kinds of stress. There's, like, mm-hmm. physical, mental, and emotional stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and s- different activities usually take up one or two of those stresses, mm-hmm. right? So if you're playing sports, that's physical stress. And it's often also mental stress. Like, you're thinking about the game, you're mm-hmm. psyching yourself up, yeah. you're trying to strategize, you know. Um, and, like, other things are just mental and emotional. Like, I imagine being a therapist is, mm-hmm. like, mentally and emotionally taxing. And she said that, like, being a performer is a really unique field mm-hmm. because it is mentally, emotionally, and physically taxing. Mm-hmm. You are running all three things mm-hmm. at the same time. And that there's, like, a lot of, like, more research going into how we can help, like, performers mm-hmm. um, with all that. I thought that was really interesting and, it, like, really insightful. Um, so, yeah. Don't take theater lightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess this is why theater kids are the... Uh, True boss, children of the generation. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm really excited for Encore. Um, I know my dad is going to be all over that as a... Um, oh, yeah. As somebody who runs uh, musicals for middle schoolers and might have been a theater kid in another life. <laughs> nice. I'm really excited to... Um, they're going to do Annie again, and I was the understudy for Hannigan. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited yeah. for that well, one, specifically. My dad has performed in, like, a lot of, like, church things. There's We have a video somewhere of him being in an Oklahoma oh, nice. bit. And then I remember we did another one a few years ago, and he was one of the brothers in a bit from Joseph. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so after... Yeah. On- I mean, we're excited for Encore. I don't think there's any doubt about yeah. that. Um after that, we watched... What is this show called, actually? I don't even know uh, what the title One Day now. at Disney. One Day at Disney, um, which is one day at all of Disney's departments. I imagine each episode will be a different department. Yeah, because they've got... The trailer shows us somebody working at the park, somebody working at ABC, somebody mm-hmm. working at Radio Disney. Yeah, and uh, they have, like... Mm-hmm. I've, there was some stuff that looked like it might have been Disney Tokyo, Disney World, and Disneyland were both featured. Yeah. Um, like an Imagineer, mm-hmm. um, somebody who's involved with like Disney shows on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and so it's like, hey, this is how great it is to work at Disney. 
Yeah, and like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that sums it up, right? <laughs> wow, we're, should I go get you your kombucha? Because <laughs> that's the sound you just made. Oh man, um, <laughs> you talk first, like gather my thoughts again. It's like it sounds. It I I would feel better about it if it wasn't so propaganda. Ta- yeah, like this is like. Mm, yeah, it's like, there's nothing wrong with capitalism, <laughs> but it, there yeah. is. I mean, it's hard because I know people who work for, we know many people who yeah. work for Disney. Some have even been on this podcast mm-hmm. um, and will be on this podcast. Like, so many of our friends are involved in Disney as a corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, and like with any job that you have to work to survive, mm-hmm. like, that it comes with problems, like, yeah. and difficulties and challenges. And it would be nice if Disney's workers hadn't just had a strike, mm-hmm. if Disney wasn't terrible to their unions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, like, all that to say, like, I know that there are people who thoroughly enjoy the magic that they get to help mm-hmm. make at Disney. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of, oh, we're gonna, this is a hard line for us, because, like, we love the magic that comes from Disney. We yeah. thoroughly and, and enjoy we, these and, films. And we know how much hard work goes into that. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of nice that we get a show that's going to showcase the people who often are not seen at Disneyland, mm-hmm. right? Like, because when people think of, like, who makes the Disney magic? It's, like, the princesses or the characters mm-hmm. or, it, you know. For Disney World, they were showing somebody who runs the trolley. Yeah, so there looks like they're gonna, like, focus in on all of the different behind-the-scenes stuff. And, like, specifically the Imagineers. I know mm-hmm. an Imagineer, and he works hard to oh, make yeah. those things happen. Like, mm-hmm. he worked on the Incredicoaster, and mm-hmm. we wouldn't have the Incredicoaster if there wasn't Someone like him to go there and run the audiovisual and make sure all the components yeah. work. You know, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's working on the new Star Wars ride, which I'm so excited yeah, for. Yeah, the Imagineer that I know did a lot of the, has done a lot of paint work for mm. some of the newer stuff. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's just like, these people work hard to make magic happen. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool that we get to appreciate their work. Mm-hmm. I wish Disney appreciated it by paying them more money. Yes. <laughs> um, and maybe giving them health care. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but but on the other hand, on the other hand, oh, we are excited for the world according to Jeff Goldblum. World according to Jeff Goldblum looks so beautiful. I'm gonna cry every time. Oh my goodness, it is one zillion percent millennial babe. You know what it is? Is it's like queer eye, but like international life like it's the same energy that same like i'm gonna vibe with this in that same way except i can't vibe with queer eye for other reasons but it's gonna like the way people feel about queer eye how the way wait i'm gonna phrase this the way i think people feel about queer eye is how i feel about jeff goldblum's new show (laughs) that's what i'm trying to say yeah and by millennial bait i mean that um it's jeff goldblum who we all have you know mm-hmm, love mm-hmm. um you know we would call him daddy and ironically <laughs> um, you might <laughs> yeah but he he's also explore you know it's him like exploring and learning new things and those things just happen to be things like ice cream and tattoos and jewelry and synchronized swimming international travel yeah yeah just like so many different things mm-hmm. um and he's just very Jeff Goldblumy mm-hmm. about it 
Like, 110%. Yep. Uh, my note says it's chicken soup for the millennial soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that show looks really so, so chill. Whatever whatever qualms we may have with Disney Plus and its implications for the entertainment <sighs> industry, we're excited for this. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard because, like, if we didn't have a Disney streaming service, this show would not exist. Yes. Like... It's we can do these dumb, silly things that have niche audiences because mm-hmm. of streaming. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't this show that made me think, God, I need Disney Plus. It was our next show. <laughs> the minute that trailer opened, I like was already like heart palpitations. Um, <laughs> I can probably leave now. It's Star Wars from here. <laughs> Not that I don't like Star Wars. It's just that compared to Chase... Very few people like Star Wars. That's not... I'm not even in the top tier. Like, I'm in maybe the 60th percentile for people who love Star Wars. How many how many lightsabers have you bought at Galaxy's Edge? Me, personally, I have bought... I mean, I made two purchases. How many <laughs> lightsabers, Chase? I mean, I bought three. <laughs> I have four. <laughs> One was a gift. Uh, two came in a set, and then I made one for myself. I don't know, it seems perfectly reasonable to me. I can't help it if my wife wields two lightsabers. I gotta keep up with her. Um, anyway, so we watched The Mandalorian, which looks so boss. Mm-hmm. Um, the part where the guy, like, got cut by the closing door... That was so mm-hmm. rad, and I'm really excited about this show, guys. By the way, this is the first live-action Star Wars series. Yeah, the very, very mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty cool, and it looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the Mandalorians, mm-hmm. and there were some... Um, I don't think Sabine Wren is going to be in it, but I'm hoping there's some nice references mm-hmm. maybe to her and the resistance or yeah. the rebellion. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But it looks like our protagonist is going to be kind of like a neutral mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense because the Mandalorians are pretty much to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. And hopefully we get to see Pedro Pascal's face every now and then. Yeah. I mean, we didn't in the trailer, but I'm sure we will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm really excited for the Mandalorian. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it looks so good. Uh, and then, just because uh, we could, that's we, the end of our Disney Plus. That's the end of Disney Plus. Um, but we did watch one more trailer. We watched the D23 first, like what, what first was it called? First look at um, Rise of Skywalker, which was really mostly a clip show of the yeah. rest of Star Wars. Did you ever see Path of the Jedi at Star Wars? Is that the kids' show? It's not a show. It's it's where they used to do um, Captain EO and Honey no. Trunk the Audience. Okay. I have not. Um, I think it's under refurbishment right now, like, as we record this. Um, hey, I could check my app and see. But anyway, um, the Path of the Jedi was basically a Star Wars clip show, but they took you through all the films and, like, the journey of, mm-hmm. you know, the storyline, and it was to gear you up for Force Awakens, and it was mm-hmm. really cool, and I really enjoyed it. Um... And so this was, like, a pared-down version of that, um, mm-hmm. just the very beginning. But it gave us the beautiful, like, um, what's the word, book ending of, like, opening with Luke and the two sons and that theme, just the opening notes of it, and then closing with Ray's theme. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I got, like, legitimate chills. It was so good. Um yeah, highlights from this include 
dark ray. It's basically, mm-hmm. and of course, Poe and Finn looking fabulous as their beautiful mm-hmm. uh, relationship selves. They're yep. super into each other. Yep. <laughs> um. But also, like that fold out double lightsaber is kind of dumb, right? <laughs> I guess, but like we did this, we did this with Kylo Ren's saber. It's mm-hmm. kind of dumb. Okay, so here's the here's the prank town on Ray. Bad ending. She's evil, and that's how the movie kind of like takes mm-hmm. her, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, or like where she goes dark, and Finn has to save her and redeem her. I'm gonna also not be too fond of that. Yeah, that's mm, might happen. Not terribly fond of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the likely ending is that it's her dark vision thing, just mm-hmm. like Luke faced himself as Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like, we had her, like, mirror thing in the last one, but, like, the best ending would be that, like, Rey goes dark for a little bit, because if she's gonna be the Grey Jedi we all want, she's gotta go dark a little bit, and then just come back to the middle of the line and follow in Ahsoka Tano's footsteps. Anyway... <sighs> Who knows what'll happen. I guess we'll have to wait until December to find out. Mm-hmm. But I'm very excited. Um, I also noticed my husband was not in that trailer at all. Not Poe, my first husband, but my other husband, my my evil husband, General Hux, was not in that trailer. My ginger husband. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to die in this movie. And if he's not in the trailer, I'm worried he's going to die very quickly in this movie. I still haven't seen Last Jedi. You haven't seen Last Jedi. Well, he doesn't die in Last Jedi. I know. But I was talking with somebody about this. We went to Galaxy's Edge, and we were looking around the park, and we were like, there's no Hux anything anywhere. It's all just Kylo Ren and Stormtroopers. I bet that Hux is going to (laughs) die. Otherwise, they might put more of an effort to put him in the park. Um, So... Anyway, who knows? We'll see. I'll just, you know, retcon it in fanfic later. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can always go on Star Tours. He'll be there. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for Rise of Skywalker. Cool. We need to go watch Last Jedi. Because mm-hmm. I need to know your, what you think about it. If yes. you like it or don't like it. I don't care if you like it or don't like it. I just want you to watch it with me. Yeah, I know I know. it's kind of a hard one, one or the other yeah. kind of movie. All I really hope for out of Rise of Skywalker is that Finn and Poe, like, do something together. Isn't like, they haven't hung out since the opening of Force Awakens. They don't hang out in Last Jedi at all. They're on separate missions, and it makes Mm. me sad. And anyway, yeah. Um, So I hope they hang out. You know, that's what they call it when you go on adventures with your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They should have a nice date night taking down the Empire. Or whatever they are, the First Order. Be great. Okay. Alright. Um, is that gonna do it for us? I think so. Yeah. Um, if you want to contact us, you can email us at drawnoutcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at drawnoutcast. You can join our Facebook group, Drawn Out Chats. That, um, that's pretty much it, yeah? Um, so. Oh, <laughs> hey, I didn't tell you. Let's draw this closing out a little tell bit. Me, yeah. So, um, I, oh, maybe I did text you on Snapchat. I don't remember. But when we went to our party last night, and mm-hmm. then you left early, um, and you missed some great presentations um, where we called USC students the University of Spoiled Children. Um, yes, yeah, so you, you did send me that one. Sent you that one. Um, did I tell you I got in a shouting match? Well, I tweeted this. I got in a shouting match about how gay Tron is. 
We weren't arguing. We were both just loudly shouting that Tron is gay. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Dag, who is like a big <laughs> Tron fan. Um, and he was like, I want to be in your Tron episode. And I was like, Dag, we already did it. But like, maybe we'll do like the animated one or something together. And we'll figure it <laughs> out. Um, because he was so excited, and he was just like, Tron's gay! And I was like, Tron is so gay! And we just, like, shattered each other. He was upstairs, That's amazing. and was, it was great. It's yeah. a great moment. I, w- I wish I could have stayed at that party longer, but alas, I was a bad student this week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's okay. Um... Yeah, and then I had to pull up our tweet, of course, and show mm-hmm. everybody the gay pride flags hanging in Tron's house. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. hey, you got your homework done, right? I did. Good. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make smart choices. Mm-hmm. Unlike me, who makes repeated bad choices, but that's fine. That ADHD life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. I actually have a long to do list uh, for work, so mm-hmm. maybe we should go do that. Um, yeah, this this has been a drawn out closing. See ya not next week. This podcast is in no way affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its subsidiaries. The views expressed in this podcast by its hosts and its guests belong solely to those people and are not in any way representative of Disney nor any of our employers. Thanks for listening.